0: Monetizing digital services since 2004, boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone. AWG, where innovation meets
1: monetization. LinkedIn presents.
0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast about his book, Burn Ladders, Build Bridges, Pursuing Work with Meaning and Purpose. Dr. Alan Patterson, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Well, thank you, sir. My pleasure to be here.
0: It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Wisconsin. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about your book, Burn Ladders, Build Bridges, Pursuing Work with Meaning and Purpose. I love that title. Uh, There's a lot there and we're going to unpack it. And explore the topics within your book here together in just a moment. Before we get started, I wanted to share Alan's bio with everybody. Dr. Alan M. Patterson is an organizational development consultant specializing in executive and leadership development. Having led hundreds of clients for over four decades, he continues to ignore standard coaching methods, opting to pursue and lead clients down the path of meaningful careers that are not only successful, but also rewarding. He's worked with everyone from the Federal Reserve Bank to Hewlett-Packard to Major League Baseball and the United States Navy. And I could go on, but I'm going to pause there. Alan, anything else you would like to share with me or the audience by way of your background before we
1: dive on in? uh, Sure. Well, uh, that sounds like an impressive list. But, you know, when you look at what the projects were, I've worked with some great companies, large and small. As you know, the large companies, uh, they, they tend to be more of a programmatic kind of thing, the small companies individual groups are the ones you really kind of dig in you don't know, do a sheep dip program it's like no let's talk about your job your role uh, your responsibilities your organization so it's I've loved it I've been doing this for 40 years and kind of setting sun uh, on this but I, I don't think there's anything cooler than people talking about the kind of work they do it just intrigues me what what jobs people have.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Well, why don't we start by you laying out for us the why behind this book? Uh, I think it's always interesting to me why authors generally, but also consultants specifically in this kind of a a genre, uh, why they decide to write a book. um, And so why this book? Why now? And what are you hoping uh, to contribute through your book?
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for that. I I think there's two related reasons One was sparked by a a scientist that I was working. I'm sorry, an engineer that I was working with several years ago, who when I came into the building, I just just had to see me. It's like, what's the problem? Well, I I didn't get the promotion I was supposed to get. Really? I I, I was shocked. I said, well, what happened? And she said, "I, I don't know. I said, have you talked to your boss? And she said, no. And I said, well, you really need to do that. And she looked at me and said, why would I do that? And it's like, I don't know. It took me a couple of days for that to sink in, to think that somebody felt that they were either going to be tooting their own horn or it should be obvious or anyway, that stuck with me, John. I couldn't get that out of my head. I call it Emma's dilemma. And And so there was Emma. But in the meantime, I was working on some converting some of my stuff to the internet and a person I was working with, you you know, the nomenclature. It's like, okay, what's, what's your drive here? And it's, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a consultant like everybody else. And it's like, well, who's the enemy? And I had, Oh, I know. She asked me, what's my value, what's my value proposition. And I, I I asked people that. I said I have no I have no idea. Well, she said, "Who's the enemy?" I said, "That one I got. The enemy is a corporate ladder." So that spurred me on to think. Obviously, some of this is autobiographical. Is the number of people and in, in, in all position types of positions, but particularly uh, professional positions that think it's up to somebody else to determine what their career is. Emma, Emma's saying, she, why would she talk to her boss? And it just, it from there, it's like, okay, the, I think the focus has been wrong. And then I go back and want to throw in some American history and manifest destiny and what we think is our right. And, you know, the 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 American dream. And while all those things are very laudatory, all those things sound great. It's like, but who really makes it? And it's it's a mirage. The the latter is a mirage. It can be inspirational to some and a disappointment disappoint, uh, to, to many more. So I'm thinking, well, why would that be the pursuit? Why would that be the only pursuit? And it's not. And that's when I realized the importance of relationships. So what am I telling you that you don't know or that any consultant doesn't know or any good leader doesn't know? Oh, it's all about the people. We're in the people business. Well, some of that is BS. That's, you know, with service. But if you thought, okay, if my career, if what I'm looking for is something that really is important and critical to me, maybe I could be focusing on the people with whom I'm building relationships rather than think, okay, John, who do you know at Hewlett Packard? Can you you get me in there? There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But to think that somebody's gonna take over the control of your career, no, it's not gonna happen, especially in the way work's being done now. So there it is. Pursue pursue meaning and yeah. purpose. And you're not gonna get there by climbing the ladder. Because most people don't even know what's at the top, even the people at the top. So there's my soliloquy.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. So I mean, this traditional mindset of climbing the corporate ladder, <laughs> in many ways, it was suited. Maybe it served a purpose um, in a previous generation, but I think in the modern world of work, like you said, I I just don't see how climbing the corporate ladder works for the vast majority of workers. Um, For one thing, many workers in today's economy aren't employees at all. They're contract workers, they're contingent workers, they're gig workers. Um, The whole idea of, of climbing the corporate ladder doesn't even apply at all. And that percentage of, of the labor force continues to rise. Right. But even those who work in a more corporate setting, they tend to switch jobs so often. Um, so I, I guess if you pivot this this idea of climbing the corporate ladder to a career corporate ladder where you switch companies to jump you know, and move up in right. positions, that might make more sense. But people don't stay at the same company for all that long anymore. And so moving up hardly makes sense. And my experience has been with most organizations. They, they often don't even really promote a whole lot from within. Um, they tend to bring people, uh, often in from the outside. And so if you want to move up and pay and responsibility, and you want to have new leadership roles and opportunities to, for growth and stretch, oftentimes your only choice is to leave your current company and go somewhere else. And all of that, um, coupled with what you just said about like not really knowing what's at the top that you're chasing anyways. I think it makes this whole, it's, it's, it's the Skype hunt almost. You're like, you're just, you're chasing something that is not even real. Right.
1: It, listen, I think it did serve a purpose. I mean, while some of this came out of, as I say, my own experience and my own thinking around this, you, you go back and I did that kind of research into scientific management and you realize, okay, when, when the machines became the thing, the work became the thing, not the value of the of, of uh, tilling the soil, you know, and it, it really it's when you think about it, it's not that long ago in, in our history, but it made sense. You take the work, you break it into small pieces, you give somebody the responsibility, you have to put somebody over them. I mean, but God forbid they be on their own. And then you start to see the separation of okay, how would you get from A to B? And it gives it what looks like a, a career path or a, at least a way forward. Well, it 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 has worked to some extent because there was not there wasn't anything else, but it didn't take long for the biases to come out. And I don't think I have to enumerate what they are. Whatever the legacy of COVID is going to be, whoever's going to write that 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 big the the Bible version of how it changed the world, um, a lot of people for the better have said, "What the heck am I doing?" And others have said, "What do I really want?" And I think it's a little confusing because it, it it is generational in my book, John. I I do, but feel that way. But then I I go back. and I look at what's been written, and I think about my own life. I'm I, I've got you by a few years, but I. It's not that I wasn't a team player. It's like I was a I was a smart aleck. I was I was, I was the one that would say. I, could you could you run that by me again? Didn't we say the opposite last week? And so, working a corporate environment just was not my thing. I, I just could never have made it. And then when I see where people wilt in those environments, some thrive, but I think the difference is we all come to a point, whether it's mid career, whatever the heck that is, or later, where we say, "What the hell am I doing?" And how do I get something? I, I look at the people you're, you've surrounded yourself with. I, I don't know. God, that'd be a cool party to be at. I can't imagine what the discussion is. I'm sure it's not all work related. But holy mackerel, I had a buddy call me last week who was an author and a college professor. He said, I want I want somebody to read this book that really cares, you know, cares about the environment. It's like, yeah find people that are interesting and interested and that's what we're that's to me is the building bridges find those people and work with those people which will i think will bring you said well where are they they're everywhere I, I i don't know what can i tell you oh it's a lateral move okay once you get beyond the money needs then then what's the point you got a big ego Stroke your ego, and then after a while, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares where you work. Nobody cares how much experience. All I know is, it, is that it, you're a big guy on vacation wearing flip flops and in and, and cutoffs, and we're playing. I don't know bocce, and it's like I don't know. I think we have a lot a lot in common, and it's and it goes from there.
0: And again, I, I think, like you said, COVID really pushed. It, it, was, it was a catalyst point uh, for a lot of people to to reassess, to, to think about their priorities, to think about what really matters to them. Many people who were stuck in the grind and were just too busy to even stop and self-reflect all of a sudden had time to do that. And many, many people realized, well, wait a minute, this whole rat race that I'm a part of doesn't really make sense to me anymore. Uh, and so when we talk about the great resignation uh, or any of the great, reawakenings and any of the, the terms that came out over the last few years, it really at its core, it was what you were just talking about. It's people, people ultimately saying, eh, I I'm opting out of this traditional system of, you know, that that's really suited for organizations, but not necessarily for the individual workers. Uh, and people have started to reevaluate. And the reality is you can, there, there are so many different ways to quote unquote, get ahead, whether that's in career or in life, there's not a one size fits all there's not like one career ladder um, sometimes it's lateral moves sometimes you're starting your own thing uh, right. i mean there's a whole bunch of ways you can go about it and ultimately i think if you're chasing the ego stuff the money the prestige yeah you're always going to come up feeling empty always
1: you, i i say it's the road to uh, not good enough yeah you can't you can't it's not going to be there and even the people that make it it's like what? What have they made? But listen, I don't. I don't diss anybody that says that's what I have to do. I need to make money. I have a, a family, or I have obligations. I I I understand that. I appreciate that. And there's not there's uh, I, and when I look at what I've written and think about how I talk, uh, I, I'm not telling people don't do that. It, what I'm telling people is I think there's more. And yeah. if you can come to a point where and I think the the idea of promotion and understanding what it takes, I say it, this is not an original thought, but I think it's by talking about don't don't uh, climb ladders, burn ladders and build bridges. It makes I want people to be thinking about how they have impact and how impact gives them meaning. It's a different skill set. I mean, it's all around. You know, I mean, it's all around persuasion and influence and selling, but those are good things. Those yeah. are the things that people, it's like, I want to make a difference. Okay, sit down. I got some stuff for you, <laughs> you know, and it's not how to just schmooze your boss, nothing, you know, but, but, but there's more and there are more people feeling that way. I think that's, you know, if, if you just took the engagement statistic, I'm, I don't know. I, it, I don't know what it means, 33% of people at work are engaged. I don't know what that means, Be, but I, I just know it's pathetic. I mean, w- what's the deal? And part of that, I don't blame on corporations. I This has been my mantra. It's like, hey, guess who owns your career <laughs> development? And you, like you said, you want to go sideways. There's no path. It's an, it's nonlinear. Where, where does it where is it written that it's yeah. linear? It's not. The people that I've met and loved and worked with and enjoyed the most. Heck, I, I where'd they come from? I don't know. I, it's just they're there. And it's this shared experience and meaning that that really makes a difference. And I'm not, you know, people have asked me, "Oh, well, you're not goal oriented. You're telling people not to be goal oriented if they're climbing the if they're not climbing the ladder." No, some of the greatest joys. I, I, I can speak for myself. Yeah, you know, I ran ran a couple of marathons. You don't think I was pumped when I crossed the finish line? That was that, that was cool for me. But people, there's nothing wrong with big accomplishments. It's what does it mean and how is it internalized? And what does it mean to help the people around you be successful? You know, I probably sound like Deepak Chopra, which would be a compliment. (laughs) But it's like, I don't know. That's really how it works. Can you make the people around you successful? Stop stop worrying about yourself. Nobody, people care about you to the extent that you enrich their lives. And there are people that love you just for that reason. And then there are people that appreciate you. What a a compliment for someone to say, I appreciate you, John.
0: I think ultimately it's different for everybody. Um, Absolutely. and it's and it depends on life stage. It depends on Absolutely. career stage. You know, yeah. like you said, there, there's no shame in seeking good a good paying job or set, having career ambitions and career goals. And and there's no shame in you know pursuing an executive level position. Like we need good executives. We need good CEOs. Um, the point is, I guess, really, what's your why behind it? Um, and if if you have a shallow why, uh, it's it's hard to sustain. Uh, especially when things get really messy, really challenging in in an infinitely complex uh, nuanced world. Uh, And so that's what leads to burnout. I mean, eventually people start to, step back and just ask themselves, why am I doing this? If you, if you don't have a compelling why now that's not to say everyone who's an executive doesn't have a compelling why I think many do. And they that's do. the point. Like if they do, that's fantastic. But right. if you're, if you are just trying to get ahead so you can get that next car or so that you you know, your, your peer group will think, Oh, you're special because you got a promotion or like, if that's your why it's always going to be empty. It's not, that's not true meaning and purpose. Um, and, and while you need to, you know, make money to provide for your needs and to take care of your family and, you know, give back to your community, etc., there's a, a, a certain point where getting more doesn't really do anything uh, for you, uh, in terms of that meaning and purpose. And but yet people tend to, to endlessly pursue the more, the, the extra stuff, the the higher pay, the higher levels of positions for the prestige. And so I guess all we're suggesting is just check, check yourself and ask yourself why, um, if, if it's consistent with your goals and with your, your meaning and purpose, by all means, please pursue it. Um, but if, if you're just pursuing it for the ego, perhaps think about, how can you connect more in meaningful ways to, in using your terminology, build more bridges to people who are doing similar types of cool right. stuff so that you can be re-energized in the work that you do every day and, and really have an impact in the world. Uh, that impact can be with your family. That can be in your neighborhood, and your community. It can be in your workplace. It Everywhere. can be in a lot of different ways, but ultimately, unless, unless you're pursuing, you know, that kind of meaning and purpose connected with impact and connecting with people who you can support and they can support you, you know, it, it's, it's, you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to be wondering, what did I
1: spend the last 40 years on? Have you, or you probably are familiar with, uh, Clayton Christensen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this, I wish I could claim this as my, own. I wish I had met him. And I understand there's an institute that I think that's run by his daughter. But mm-hmm. it's like, how will you measure the success of your life? I mean, here's a guy that goes in such, got into such detail about innovation and, and uh, blowing things up. And it's like, that's pretty cool. And then it's like, I don't know how many how many of my kids soccer games that I miss? And you know, you don't get any of that time back. So there's that part of it. I, I'm just saying that I, I love that. I love that thought. How do you measure the success of your life? And I say it's the for me, it's the extent to which I can help others create meaning and purpose. And it's made me, I mean, I get a little bit. Nuts. I mean, I'm a little bit whacked out and love to swear and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, I'm, I need need the attention. And it's like, I, I just why would you, for example, h- how long will you work for somebody that's really a uh, 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 a terrible boss? Yeah, where you're being where you're being dissed every day. Don't do that. Don't.
0: Life is too short.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm saying too, even the ladder, John, when you think about it, I mean, the images work for me. And of course, I love this kind of stuff because you can, you know, build big bridges and you can put people on the bridges, which is what you do. You create those relationships. But the ladder itself, there's always a gap. And when people are thinking that it's a gap, and, and listen, I know in leadership development, we talk a lot about the gaps, but Maybe that's a contribution that that, uh, uh, Gallup has brought to it and others, I suppose. What I'm saying is that why would you continue to be in a situation where you feel you are not good enough? Not that you didn't get the job, not that you didn't get the promotion. I understand that. But why would you be in a state or situation where I told you, John, buddy. You're you're never going to take that next step. That's just, I I don't see how that's going to happen. And you're thinking to yourself, well, if you're thinking in a straight line, yeah, but my God, I got, I I look at all the things you're doing. How many ways you want to go on this? I'd say it's limitless and it's only, and it's not a limit. Just It's building the relationships with people the way I've described it, that are interested and interesting in your life and help others succeed, it's like, okay, here are the the five commandments of Alan Patterson. It's like, don't make it complicated. Don't, don't worry. Everybody's worried about changing the culture. I'm saying, no, change your view on what's critical and important and go out and kick some butt and have impact and find other people that believe what you do.
0: Yeah. Well, and just maybe the last point to just reinforce what you were just saying about Clayton Christensen, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with Clayton Christensen and his work, uh, you definitely would be well worth your time to go check it out. Not only his his disruptive innovation work, um, but but the meaning and purpose and, and understanding um, what's most important to you. Uh, he wrote a really great book later in his life um, that is is powerful. And to, coming back to everything we've been talking about this last half hour. Clayton Christensen is incredible, incredibly accomplished person. I mean, he's a Harvard professor, like a a leading global thought leader and consultant, um, amazing research uh, in the top list of like any anyone's list of like top management thinkers in the world. He's at the top of it. Right. Here's a guy that has accomplished everything not to mention he had an amazing family and wonderful children and grandchildren like he kind of had it all right and so you look at someone like him do you think he set goals absolutely did he have ambitions absolutely he did but he also didn't lose sight of why he was doing what he was doing and he had a reason behind it and and ultimately that purpose was he wanted to make the world a better place he wanted to serve those around him he wanted to improve the lives of people in different organizations um, and it, it, from his family to his community, to, to Harvard, to, to the, the world of work generally, that was his mission and he was very successful at it. So we're not saying don't have goals. We're not saying don't right. have ambitions, yeah, but we're saying be grounded, be grounded in what you're doing, yeah. why you're doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That Well put. I, I'm succinct is not in parsimony. you not my specialty.
0: <laughs> well, and- Alan, this is. This has been a great conversation. I know the time, and I need to let you go here in just a minute. But before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Okay. Well, the website is ladderburners.com. So that'll be easy to remember. Um, And drallenmpatterson.com. Those two are connected. That's Get, we'll give you some additional information, articles, blogs, that kinds of things. Uh, the book, is it like every other book in the world? Like every other thing in the world, is it Amazon? So that would be probably the easiest uh, way to connect, uh, uh, to get the book. Final word, John. First of all, there are no accidents. That's what I say. Sick people, The people that I interviewed say, oh, yeah, it was just serendipitous that I met John. No, baloney. It's not. My final thought is it's not about you. Your life is not about you. I'm sorry. Your life is your ability to have impact and give meaning and purpose to other people. And I, I'm not speaking in a religious sense. I'm just saying in every sense. And And why not in your job? You don't have to do this on a Sunday. We can do this every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Alan. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what Alan could do for you. Check out his book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. (laughs) You enjoy the human capital innovations podcast. Enjoy ad-free listening